Welcome to our multifamily executive podcast on the impact of tall mass timber code changes. I'm David Myron, editor-in-chief of MFE's sister publication, ProSales Magazine, and the host of this podcast, which is sponsored by ThinkWood. There's been a lot of buzz about building tall mass timber structures since the International Code Council passed 14 tall mass timber code change proposals in December 2018. The proposals created three new types of construction using tall mass timber. Types 4A, 4B, and 4C, which established fire safety requirements and allowable heights, areas, and number of stories for tall mass timber buildings. Joining us on this podcast is one of the key influencers who pushed for the code changes, Kenneth Bland, American Wood Council's Vice President of Codes and Regulations. Welcome to the podcast, Kenneth. Thank you, David. It's a pleasure to join you. Kenneth, can you start off by explaining to our listeners what had to happen to pass the 14 Tall Mass Timber Code change proposals in December? The process involved the establishment of a committee with the International Code Council. The committee worked for nearly two years to study the science uh, behind tall mass timber buildings. At the conclusion of their study, they proposed the 14 changes to the membership of the International Code Council. And uh, throughout 2018, those changes were considered through two public hearings, vigorously debated by members of the committee, by building officials in attendance at the hearings, the fire service that was represented at the hearings. And eventually, in the end of 2018, the ICC membership approved the changes. Well, well, that sounds like quite a significant effort, uh, nearly two years or two years of, uh, uh, of commitment on your behalf and the behalf of your uh, industry associates. Why was it so important to, to do this? What, what benefits do these code changes bring to the industry? There's been a great deal of interest domestically to allow for taller mass timber buildings. The practice is common in Europe and really in the past decade, the interest in the U.S. has increased considerably. And with that increase in interest, the code officials need to be prepared to approve plans for these tall mass timber buildings. And rather than having them do it on a case-by-case basis, it's far more helpful to the code officials, to the architects, to the developers, and to the builders if the requirements for their construction are in the building code. So the idea was to study tall mass timber buildings, develop a set of rigorous requirements, have them approved in the model building code, and then available for state and local adoption. And can you speak to the uh, benefits that the code changes bring? So uh, are there any environmental benefits or cost benefits or anything like that? The uh, buildings do provide a great deal of benefit to the building occupants, to the developers, as well as the builders. What partially drove the initiative is the environmental attributes associated with buildings with wood products. Wood products are really the best environmental choice of any building materials. Wood is a natural, sustainable, renewable building resource, and it's something which there is an abundance of in the United States. 
And what about uh, cost? Uh, how does that compare to other methods? Is there a benefit there? At this point, the cost is comparable to other building materials. Of course, the hope is that over time, as more manufacturers are producing cross-laminated timber and glue-laminated timber in particular, building with mass timber will become more cost competitive. Why was it so important to do this? By getting these code changes approved, how does this benefit multifamily builders? Well, it gives the multifamily builders really uh, some additional flexibility, some greater flexibility in the size and height and number of stories, which they will uh, be permitted to build using wood construction. Uh, These are mass timber buildings, so there is no lightweight wood frame permitted. These are all large section uh, members and solid wood members. There are other advantages that I think the multifamily builders will enjoy as well. The uh, builders that have used this product have reported that there's fewer truck traffic associated with the construction of these vehicles. Many of the components that are used in the building are manufactured in a facility. The openings and the connections are all pre-manufactured and to the fullest extent, they are fabricated in a factory condition. So when the truck arrives on the job with the product, it's really just a question of craning the material into place and securing it with bolts and screws or whatever the fasteners are. And at that point, the building is ready then and able to carry its full design loads. Another feature that's been reported is that the amount of labor that's required on the job site is reduced from a typical building that's in the 8 to 12 story range. This labor is now really transferred to the manufacturing facility. So there's skilled labor required both in the manufacturing process as well as the uh, erection process on the job site. Another attribute that the builders and designers in particular will like about the requirements is that concealed spaces are permitted. In heavy timber, which is permitted by today's code, there is no allowance for concealed spaces. And those are spaces that are used to carry ductwork or utilities, electrical systems. Under these mass timber provisions, those concealed spaces will be permitted. So that's a significant feature that the multifamily builders will find attractive. And what about uh, environmental benefits? Are there any uh, with uh, tall mass timber? The environmental benefits associated with wood construction apply to mass timber as well. The architects are becoming increasingly interested in building materials that have low embodied energy. And that means that's the energy that's required to actually manufacture the building material. The manufacturing of mass timber building elements has very low energy intensity. And the architects find that particular feature attractive. Likewise, the transportation to the site, these are relatively lightweight components compared to steel and concrete. Uh, So environmental impacts from truck traffic, from truck trips, are all reduced during the construction process. 
with all of those benefits, they, they sound great, but were, were, did you run into any opposition? Was anyone opposed to the code changes? There was opposition to the code changes. And a big part of the ad hoc committee work was to hear that opposition as the changes were being developed. The ad hoc committee wanted there to be broad consensus associated with the safety within the provisions. Uh, So the fire service was present for much of the committee discussion. Uh, Interests from the competing materials were present, Uh, structural engineers, architects, building officials, fire officials were all represented during the development of the provisions. And as a result, much of the opposition was addressed in the development of the requirements that are now in the code. Can you elaborate on who initially opposed and and what made them change their minds? From almost anyone, when they hear about the possibility of an 18-story, 270-foot-tall mass timber building is, wow, that's amazing. Can that really be done? And depending who that person is, it's a fire official. They're, of course, concerned about the fire performance of the building. They're concerned about the occupant life safety. They're concerned about first responders that might be responding to a fire in that building. Those concerns are addressed through robust fire prevention features that are addressed in the code change. Structural engineers wonder about the seismic performance and the wind performance of these buildings. So those methodologies are being developed on an ongoing basis for structural engineers. The consumers themselves are excited about the opportunity for living in tall mass timber buildings. We know that consumers like being surrounded by wood products, whether it's an exposed wall or an exposed ceiling that highlights the aesthetic attributes associated with wood. And exposed wood is not gonna be permitted in an 18-story mass timber building but it is permitted to a certain degree up to buildings that are 12 stories in height. So all the stakeholders in the building had their concerns heard and thoroughly addressed through the ad hoc committee's work. As I mentioned earlier, the proposals created three new types of construction for tall mass uh, timber buildings, the types for A, 4B, and 4C. With these types came requirements for fire safety, allowable heights, areas, and numbers of number of stories. Can you elaborate on those requirements, uh, starting with the fire safety requirements? Right. I mentioned the 18-story building, and that's probably the place to start. So the, the three new types of construction are notated as type 4A, 4B, and 4C. So 4A is the 18-story building. Now, it's not permitted to be 18 stories for every use group, but for multifamily, that building is permitted to be 18 stories and up to 270 feet in height. Also for that building, all the mass timber needs to be protected with some type of non-combustible protection, probably gypsum wallboard. Uh, So the wood is protected from a fire that might occur within the dwelling unit or an other occupied space. Of course, the sprinklers that are required by the building code are going to do the bulk of the work in 
controlling and extinguishing that fire. If for some reason the sprinklers don't work and manual suppression is required, there's redundancy in the water supply that will be available to the fire service. And so the building is expected to perform similar to other buildings constructed of other materials of the same height. The uh, second type is 4B, and 4Bs will be permitted up to 12 stories in height, 180 feet. It will allow for some exposed mass timber, some exposed mass timber on the ceiling or on the wall within the dwelling units. It as well will be a sprinklered building. And then the third category is the type 4C. 4C is allowed up to 85 feet and nine stories, and it will be a fully exposed mass timber building. As it will be sprinklered as well, but in this instance, or in this case, any of the mass timber surfaces are permitted to be exposed. You mentioned various benefits of building with mass timber earlier. Do you know of any success stories that you can share with us that uh, uh, have have uh, shown these these benefits to uh, to be true? The most obvious success story is the Brock Commons student housing in British Columbia. That is an 18-story dormitory, and the ICC ad hoc committee heard a number of presentations from individuals that were involved in that building architects, the fire protection engineer, the builders, the building official. And that's really, it's that 18-story building that's now been in service for two years that set the benchmark for 18 stories and 270 feet in height for the ICC proposal. Some states uh, have uh, already bought into the code changes and uh, amended statewide code to allow for tall mass timber construction. Uh, can you tell us which states are the early adopters? As you might expect, Washington and Oregon were two states that led the early adoption of the tall mass timber provisions. Washington in particular processed the 14 proposals earlier this year, and they became effective in July of this year. And so those buildings are now able to be proposed throughout the state of Washington. Oregon is on a similar track. Although they've allowed for taller wood buildings, they're now working to incorporate the provisions for the 18-story tall mass timber building. California, Governor Brown passed an executive order that encouraged the, I should say former Governor Brown passed an executive order that encouraged the Building Standards Commission to study tall mass timber. The California State Fire Marshal has been doing that for the last six months. And uh, it's expected that this year and into early next year, the provisions will be further discussed and enacted for early adoption, maybe as early as January of 2021 for California. Utah had legislation asking their state agency to work on adopting the mass timber provisions. And so that activity has started in Utah uh, and Montana is uh, doing something very similar. There are proposals in the city of Denver to allow for the tall mass timber provisions. 
And also there have been proposals submitted to the state of Virginia for consideration of accelerated adoption. Those are just a few of the states and cities that are taking some action. We are hearing every day, it seems, of other jurisdictions that uh, want to do something. So we're hopeful that that list will continue to expand uh, well in advance of uh, adoption of the actual 2021 building code. Uh, so the uh, you mentioned the 2021 uh, building code. Um, it leads me to my next question, which uh, is regarding the states that aren't pursuing an accelerated adoption of mass timber codes. Uh, is it when the 2021 International Building Code is published? Is that when we can expect the rest to follow suit? The adoption process is unique in all 50 states. So it's difficult to say for certain when all 50 states will permit tall mass timber. You know, some states will work immediately to adopt the 2021 once it's published by ICC. For other states, there may be a two or three year delay. So, you know, we're hopeful that in those states that uh, recognize the environmental attributes of permitting mass timber that they will make accommodations in their state process to adopt the tall mass timber provisions. So assuming an architect or and a developer and builder are in a state that has already adopted the uh, the, the new uh, codes, uh, do you have any advice for multifamily executives who are interested in pursuing tall mass timber construction? Well, I would encourage them to talk to the architects and, and the engineers that have experience with mass timber projects. That number is growing daily. The leading architectural and engineering firms in the United States have all expressed an interest in this and have become involved at different levels of participation. Some were at the ad hoc committee meetings. You know, Some are now just really starting to gear up their practice in order to be able to provide their clients with tall mass timber buildings. So I would encourage them to talk to their architects. They're able to talk to the manufacturers of these components in the United States, find out their experience in in, uh, buildings that utilize these products. Well, that was great. Thank you, Kenneth, for your time and insight. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in to our podcast on Tall Mass Timber Codes, sponsored by ThinkWood. Please look for our next podcast on seismic, wind, and fire safety of wood construction.